Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code at DNVR when you sign up for an account over there. I am your host, Rudo, joined by Blaze Hunter. We'll be joined by AJ Hayfley in just a little bit. The Avs take home a W, beat the Minnesota Wild 2-1. to one. Goals from Logan O'Connor and Val Nachushkin. As expected? Totally. I, everyone saw that coming. You, the fact that I had to think about it being Val Nichushkin that even scored the second goal shows I was very, very prepared for those two to score. For sure. It, look, it was not pretty. was not particularly fun outside of the first period. Nope. But the Avs won a hockey game without Nathan McKinnon. I mean, it was a, a very weird game, right? It was very sloppy. Um, it was one of those wins that the abs took away without having their star in the lineup yep um and it was one of those gritty ones that was like bang bang all over the place played kind of the wilds game a little bit there it it did certainly in the in the second and third period the abs fell into the muck and grind yeah, a, a, a good sure. bit and i mean AJ is currently on his way from Ball Arena. He got to watch this game live, do all the fun work. So I'm sure he will have plenty of takes when he gets to the bar. (laughs) For now, we just have to talk about Kale McCarr. Because only one assist on the night, production-wise. But what is his ankle count up to now? He's got to have six or seven trophies at this point. Oh, 100%. There was a lot of jocks on the ice out there. (laughs) Ryan Hartman (laughs) still doesn't know where his skates are, I don't think. His edge work is out of control. It's... We've watched for years the Avs try and work up their skating. As As a team as a whole, they have a skating coach. They do all these things, and... 
the past handful of years, I've watched uh, Tracy Tutton work with all of these F skaters, and there's like, here's all the things you can do better. She loves working on the guys with mohawks. <laughs> and I, I imagine like every time she watches Kale McCarr skate, she has to go for a smoke afterward. <laughs> like, it was um, that good. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, real quick. Uh-huh. I'm going to interrupt that one. Uh, Jesse is saying, hey, boys and Allie, miss you. Big win for the Avs tonight. Jesse, come down to the bar sometime soon. Yeah, Jesse, you got to get on one of these post games and get drunk with us. Come we on. miss you as well. <laughs> we do have a super chat already. Are there enough shots in the world after that one? Oh. There might be. I, I could be convinced to do one, possibly. I mean... That was a win by the Avs. It, it wasn't. A, I guess we have to do victory shots. I yeah. guess that's true. I know there's some uh, Uller somewhere. Yeah, around. there's some Listerine for us to drink. <laughs> Great. Oh, goodness. I'm nervous. I haven't had it. Oh, you that. haven't had it yet. Oh, that's right. Allie. <laughs> You're in for a treat. It's not as bad as you think, but it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the super chats. Thank you very much. Let's Let's get to the king of the game first because... Jesus bringing it up right there. Yep. Um, Gru- Philip Grubauer. We probably don't have the graphic ready because I make Allie do all the work. Ah, uh, yeah. Hold but on. But Philip Grubauer <laughs> has to take this one away. Uh, the Avs grinded out the goals they needed, and that was pretty much it. Grub Wait for me. Locked it down. Gave up one goal. Bam. Oh, he was great tonight. I mean, he was all over the puck, square to the puck. There was nothing getting by him. The few times. Uh, the defense helped him out there with some shots yeah. that were open nets, but you know, luckily the puck kind of saw the corner oh my God, or saw a pad. It's me. it's a very different vibe, right? As, as we have AJ Hayfield. Oh in my the God, building. I'm sweating. <laughs> that scared me. It's a it's a very different vibe than the other night. You go from Hunter Miska, where every shot on goal is a like hold your breath moment. To Philip Grubauer that makes routine saves look routine. Yeah. It's just, it's nice. It's a good feeling oh. for sure. The calm factor in uh, the AV zone was great. Like, yeah. right? Like, it, it had a totally different feel. You're right, especially in the defensive zone. Yep. Top to bottom. Uh, a great feel. AJ, are you ready to come on or are you, you holding on? All right. AJ's still getting set up. He'll, he'll jump on in a minute. Um, moving through to the second period. <laughs> I'm always apprehensive to talk about referees on this show, (laughs) but they set a tone to this game that I I frankly don't understand. I don't understand the rule book anymore. (laughs) I've lost all concept of the rules of NHL hockey. I I don't even know, are the calls good or the calls bad? I've completely lost it. I have no idea. Okay, so the McCarr head. Yeah. Yes. How did everybody feel about it? Blatant charging. A lot of a lot of disagreement amongst it people. Lo- it looked like he came all the way across yeah. the ice, didn't even try to play the puck whatsoever, and was just going after Makar. It it reminded me a little bit of Tom Wilson's hit on Zadorov. Yep, behind the net a few years ago. Oh yeah, where he jumped off the bench, went straight went straight, straight for toward. him, <laughs> and just got lucky that the puck was in the vicinity to give him a reason. Yeah. And that's kind of what this looked like to me. I thought it was a blatant charge, but I don't think it's like suspendable. I didn't think it was high. He had his head down. That's on him. Yeah. It's you have to take into context too. What is going on on the ice? Some dude named Kyle Rao playing his second ever NHL game takes a run at Kale McCarr. 
And somehow JT Comfer is the one that gets the extra two? Yeah, I, you know, I actually, I don't mind so much the extra two minutes because I've always wanted guys to get the two extra minutes when they instigate a fight off a clean hit. But it wasn't a clean hit. No. It should have been a penalty. It should have been two for charging, five for fighting, two for whatever. Call it unsportsmanlike yeah. conduct, and then five for fighting, and it should have been even. Sure, if they evened it up, whatever. But, I mean, even on TV, I, it, you know, obviously you're there in person. It happened right in front of us. Did it? Because it, it looked it like happened, his hands came up. It happened right in front of us, and my initial thought was, oh, my God, he just hit him in the face. Yeah. And I was like, I had a whole tweet written out, and then they showed the replay, and I was like, oh, no, he's good. Like he's oh, okay. He's fine, but yeah. it's definitely charging. Yeah. Um, AJ, everyone is really thankful you got here so quickly. Um, yeah. Can I get you a water? No, I'm good. Okay. AJ doing seventy down. Uh, That's some down. We've Colfax. got William here. <laughs> so. You know, you know how Colfax is set up. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like you get the green on the high. Yeah. Just gas it if you're in the lineup. That yeah. was it. It was just like I tur- I hit that left. I have right behind a guy who had just run like a blatant red light, <laughs> oh, and he goodness. did it like the slowest I've ever seen somebody run a red. It was like a solid eight miles an hour. Where he was just like, I'm doing it. <laughs> Doing it. <laughs> anyway, and then I got here and then ran across the street. Running a red light is an apt description of this hockey game, mm. to be honest. <laughs> like, I got I to gotta say, Dater kept the last eight minutes of the game, kept shouting, here it is. When Every time the Wild had the puck. I see, I see. And I felt like total, if, if there's such a thing as a Dater jinx, he put it on him hard. <laughs> he put him on hard because he just kept trying. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I, I had to watch that dude dance to Billie Jean by Michael Jackson and it forever scarred me. I saw that tweet. Oh my it God, it was funny. awful. Any moonwalks? No, he, hadn't, he didn't get to that part before oh. Laura Jabara started laughing at him and then he started dabbing himself up for being such a smooth dancer. It was horrific. Shout out if you're watching, Dater. Sounds beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was horrific. <laughs> anyway, the oh, Jesse, totally Jesse changed the course of Jesse was in the comments, game. though, saying that he loved you. And what? I told him to get down here. Jesse. Aw. Tell him to come hang out. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I said. said. It's not like there's a pandemic going on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that McCarr hit totally changed the game because Minnesota, Minnesota was, was jumping. They were, yeah. I mean, they were just getting run over at the time. And then their whole bench stood up and was like the ego stroke for that hit. And then the fight happened and they were like, oh, my God, Kyle Rao is our hero. And I don't I'm pretty sure Zach Parise doesn't know that guy's name. <laughs> so it's pretty funny that he ended up being the full care of the game. I would also just like to throw in that Kirill Kaprizov, he is by far their most electric player. Seeing that guy it's live is totally different. Yeah. That guy is an animal, and if they ever get a center to play between him and Kevin Fiala, they're gonna have one really fun to watch line. He was their goal the whole line too, right? Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. It's good. It's... They came really close. Logan O'Connor had made a really nice play on that zone entry that they ended up scoring on, and he he made a great play to chip the puck free, and then it just didn't go their way. And I mean that's a great play by them. Yeah. Grubauer was awesome tonight. Yeah. Sorry, I have a lot of thoughts. No, things, yeah, are just, yeah. things are just <laughs> spilling out of me. We'll, we'll rail them off. We're good. We're yeah. good. Uh, the only thing I need is for someone to donate another ten dollars so we can do the shot before we have to like go home. <laughs> um, other than that, though, 
moving through the game, penalties just stopped getting called. It was the one, the one that really I missed the suitor on Jost live. I saw him go down, but I didn't see what happened because it's on. Maybe it's the on the far, blatant, far end. Blatant blatant one though, and yeah. so like those details, it's like sure, you gotta, sure, you gotta be eagle eyed to catch that stuff. <laughs> uh, but the the ranted in one, yeah. I had no idea how even live I was like, <laughs> what. Like two nights ago, guys sliding into players' legs and tripping them and taking them out was not a penalty. And now the dude blatantly like kicking his foot out as the dude cuts inside of him to, to put him on a highlight reel is still not a penalty. Like at what point <laughs> did these stop becoming penalties? It's it's I, crazy to me. On the replay, I mean, it was blatant. It was blatant, blatant. man. Oh, my and goodness. And went flying. You just had three people donate sh- for shots. One for each person. That means we all have to do a shot. <laughs> I'm just not... I'm, I'm not sure what the hell these guys are looking at, honestly. Like, that was a, a, a blatant guy has the puck. And the other guy sticks his leg out and is like... Mm. It's tripping. Yeah. You can call it knee if you want, because I know some people thought that it was knee on knee. I didn't. Wasn't it didn't look like knee on no. knee to me. It looked like he just stuck his skate out and caught him with the foot. Yeah. I don't get it. it. That's a penalty. And like, look, the power play struggled tonight. It didn't generate a ton. Yeah. It had a couple of really nice chances that didn't go in, but it was not like consistently dangerous. <laughs> wasn't a, a major threat. So it may not have ended up making any kind of a difference, but. It, <laughs> You throw a team onto a power play for six more minutes. You sure like their chances of getting a third goal. You do. It, it's a tough spot to be in because I, part of me is okay with if they're not going to call those things and they set the tone and they don't call it for either team. But when you look at the way that these two teams play, that's a blatant advantage towards Minnesota stylistically. Yeah. Ryan, Su- I think you had mentioned that Ryan Suter gets away with everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Blaze I mean, was saying it to me uh, during the game too. It's like, oh well, that one was Ryan Suter, so no wonder <laughs> he no he call there held a dude. I don't remember who it was, but on a it was on a zone entry, and he just reached out and he just grabbed the jersey, yeah. just just a quick tug, and then let it go, and it was like does enough to kill the momentum. And it wasn't, it, like, there were, like, three other dudes in the area. It was super subtle. It was just one of those things. It's like, this dude knows he can just get away with whatever the hell he wants. And the refs, like, swallowed their whistle and then gave the Avs the benefit of the doubt on that yeah. last penalty, which was it was pretty soft. I mean, it I, was a stick up right, high. I, oh, I didn't even see it. They didn't show a replay I, in the arena. Oh. I definitely didn't see it live. <laughs> it wasn't much there. I, I don't know what to tell you. I, there to, was, yeah. To be perfectly even... They then call a random penalty that goes in the app's favor, and, and it's like, that, that's the one you guys picked to call. I don't know. I I want to move on because I don't want to talk the refs too yeah. much. Too much negative. They but they helped change the course of that game. It, it affected the game, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it was 2 nothing, and the Avs were pretty comfortably just doing their thing. And then Minnesota got a big jump and had a big push, and they were real excited after that. And they had a strong finish to the second period, and then... Honestly, I haven't looked at all of the the stuff, but Colorado, like I thought it was kind of a lazy third period. Yeah. But when you look at it, like they really didn't Minnesota didn't have a sustained offensive possession until the final 7 <laughs> minutes or so. And then of course the final like 
even even the last two minutes, they had that icing. The Avs had the puck in the zone for some time there. They really didn't have a ton of sustained time in the offensive zone to set up and just fire away. The Avs at the beginning of the third, though, did have a little bit of sustained pressure down. Oh there. yeah, they. I mean, the Avs. The Avs actually did. They. Yeah. They kind of. It felt lazy because they weren't. There wasn't a lot of high quality, but they were doing just fine in terms of. You have a two-one lead. You're totally fine. You'll play all twenty minutes in this end, sure. just passing the puck around. <laughs> and some of those those shots too. Me and Rudo are kind of talking about it right in the crest. Yeah, uh, I. I'll ask this to you too because I asked it to Blaze during the game. But is Talbot just making good reads tonight, or are the Abs a little bit too predictable? I thought I thought Talbot played well. I thought he had a good night. I thought he was he was getting across and he was square to a lot of the shooters. Uh, he got a, he got he got lucky a couple times on uh, especially early. Kadri had a had a puck that was just laying in the crease right in front of him, and he whiffed on it, and it was just <laughs> like he had that. Uh, but honestly, I thought I thought Talbot played fine. Um, not not great, but certainly well enough to keep them in it. Yeah, I, the Avs were a little the bit of a victim of some of their own cuteness again, where yeah. you know Sam Sam Gerrard has got to shoot pucks. Yep, yeah. he's so his whole thing collapses when the other team has no respect for him shooting the puck yeah. because they they play the pass. They know he's not going to shoot it. And so they defend him in a certain way. And it's like he gets down into that corner. He skates himself into the corner and there's no outlet. There's nowhere for him to go. He's now stuck 200 feet away from his goaltender. He's not comfortable and there's no quality chance coming. He just, and he puts himself in that position over and over and over because he will not shoot the puck. (laughs) He just, and then he like, he had that one in the third period. He had that one really soft backhand right in the middle of everything where he was like, I got to do something. And so that's what he did. And it was like, it's, he doesn't have to shoot the puck a ton, just enough to keep him honest. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. No, it's in the, it's in the fridge. Enough, enough to make the other team respect the fact that he might shoot, you know, even if they block it, that makes them stand in shooting lanes. That means that he's not, you know, he's, they're not, they're not preemptively cutting off the passing lanes that he wants. For sure. So he needs to he needs to shoot a couple of them and and be a little more aggressive there. And I think this is going to be a forever problem for Sammy. I just I think I he's always going to fight those instincts where he's like, I know that I don't have it. I know I'm not a great shooter, uh, but I'm, you know, this. I I just think this is going to be a forever problem for him. He will always have to fight I, these angels. How how did uh, Kale look live? <laughs> because <laughs> it looked dirty on tv it it, it looked it was completely dominant yeah. you know i'm talking to i was talking to adrian between the second and third period and he said that you know he thinks kale is the best young player he's seen come into the league in a long long time and i'm just like dude i i think he's a top five defenseman today yeah the way that what separates him right now for me is the the way that he creates offense you look at the point totals of so many defensemen and it's like they either have a great shot or they're great distributors. You know, Duncan, Duncan Keith was an unbelievable stretch passer and the guy was just, he could just find seams on the fly in transition. But Kale McCarr just creates stuff. And he looks so comfortable in front of the net too. Like he just, he gets the puck. 
He's got it. He's he's at the blue line. It's on his forehand. There's a defenseman. There, you know, there's a forward coming at him. He's a foot away. There's nothing there. There's no. There's no. There's no obvious passing lane. There's no shooting angle. He's got nothing, and he shakes that fool, and then he just c cuts around another guy <laughs> who's coming at him, and the next thing he's dusted two dudes, and now he's got the defense starting to freak the freak out <laughs> and they're all coming in on him and then like lanes are just opening up all over the ice and he he just creates in a way you don't see other defensemen like i know we always do we, we have to talk about him because you can't talk about one without the other quinn hughes is an amazing passer and he's an amazing distributor of the puck but he does not create with his legs the same way that mccarr does oh. there's mccarr is a singular talent in the way that he just generates offense out of a nothing chance. It's incredible to watch. I mean, he's basically making, you know, cones out there of the defense. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's incredible. He's <laughs> he is some and watching him live like these are the best players in the world. And this guy is a 0.1% of 0.1%. Yeah. I would love to continue fawning over Avs players in what was maybe the least interesting hockey game of the season so far, but we do have to do some shots, and before that, I better take care of some business as well, as we are sponsored by Green Mountain Dental Group. (laughs) I've also got some off-the-rails stuff going on in the chat, so we can get to that. Okay, we'll get to that, too. Green Mountain Dental Group is the dentist for the greater Denver metro area, just 15 minutes from downtown, family-owned as well. Head on over there, get a cleaning x-ray and exam, and you'll get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. So jump on that, and while you're at it, go on over to DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Put in your predictions for Super Bowl 55. Nothing to enter. All you have to do is drop in with a new account with code DNVR, enter your Super Bowl predictions, and you're guaranteed to win. Could be like $3, could be up to a million. So jump on that while you still can. Why not a shot at a free million dollars? Sounds pretty good to me. It's all right. You can also bet on the Avs. Our Miko over for shots hit easily again. <laughs> so keep riding that vibe. If you bet on Logan O'Connor to score the first goal, you would have had fourteen hundred plus fourteen hundred. I think you're a millionaire now. Yeah, you're basically <laughs> you're, you can go by GameStop now if you're uh, if you bet on that. So jump on that. Head on over to DraftKings dot com slash sportsbook for more details must be 21 or older colorado only restrictions conditions and other eligibility requirements <laughs> apply, apply. All See right. draftkings.com slash sportsbook for detail if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 there we go teamwork <laughs> all right we made it through i guess we should do these shots first of all AJ, you haven't been at the bar. If you need a pinch hitter, I got you. I'm good. All right. Let's All do right. it then. Hold this is the mouthwash, right? Yeah. Put herself yeah, yeah. On. yeah, mouthwash. It, it smelled like gin. It, it's it's Listerine. Oh, there's no Swedish fish. Oh, okay. no, we're out. No, no. I just, we're out. I was expecting it. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> Where is it? I we don't have any. Uh, yeah. We had five boxes the other day. Now they are all gone. <laughs> we, ate, we ate them all. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Hello. As dubs to Dr. Dubs. Dr. Dubs again. <laughs> oh my god, it's not that bad. That's better the second time. It, oh my goodness. It, maybe I don't, like I don't remember. I don't remember how many times. I don't know. Maybe I'm just <laughs> not as drunk today. I don't know. That it's mouthwash. So much better than I expected. 
Okay. Yeah, that's why we're okay with that one. It's because it's not so bad. Yeah, it's not poison. Uh, anyway. Okay, I just have some off the rails. Sure, we have chats to get right. to, and then we'll get to King of the Game, I guess. Yes, okay, hold on. Shout out yes, to... Yeah, obviously. Yes. Yonder, Justin, Victor... There you uh, go. We appreciate the, the super chats very, very much. And thank you. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty sure it's a burner. We don't know yet. But <laughs> Sheila is in the chat. AJ, do you remember Sheila? No. <laughs> wow. How do you not remember wow. Sheila? From BSN Avalanche days. Oh, Dater's uh yes. Dater's old Yeah, okay. We're cool. <laughs> yep. I remember. Um you could see all of her comments. Jesse's in the chat also being right, like, well, that's wait, adorable. <laughs> is this Sheila? She even gave us money, right? Uh, she did. Happy birthday. Adrian. Okay. Well. <laughs> um, let's see. I love you, Adrian. Zach O'Donnell getting crazy with these burners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Did not mean to put that. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Um, Wow. We need an adult in I need, the chat is I need, what people I need are to, saying. That, to put that shot now in my eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Feel um, the burn. But yeah, everyone from back in the BSN Avalanche days is like, what is happening? This isn't real, including Jesse. But they are taking over the chat. Cool. <laughs> okay, well. I apologize. The, you guys don't get it. When I put up the, cat, the chats... I press one and then you guys type and so it just goes and then I accidentally put a very let's, uh, one. Let's throw Philip Grubauer on the she screen. She says thank you. Because <laughs> he will save our eyes from having to look at any of that. Excellent performance. I feel like we've done him a little bit dirty not having him as a king of the game yet this year. But <laughs> he has two shutouts and he's, he hasn't been king of the game yet. Are you sure? Yes, About he what? has not been king of the game yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure? I'm 100% mm -hmm. sure. Anyway, right. he's king of the game tonight. I'm less convinced, but okay. Only gives up one goal. Continues to be... Hartman breakaway, shorthanded breakaway yeah, save. That's that was wow. the big one, for Real sure. Beach. A number of really good reads tonight. Um, and when he maybe got himself into some trouble, so a great job recovering. Uh, when he got whoever it was that went wide on him, and he just followed him all the way out. Just kept tracking the puck, and they tried to put it back in the middle, and he just went, nope. Yeah, that... Gobble, gobble, gobble. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> it's... He was just Pac-Man. He was. In the third there, there was one that was pretty risky. We thought that maybe Lannis Cog got a stick on it, but it looked like they just missed the net. <laughs> yeah. that They just missed the net on that one. I have cross, cross ice to the, the near Would have been good for Lanny to have done something for somebody. Dr. Yeah, Dubs. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, Such a bad game. Ooh, he for, had a for so many huge pizza out there too, huge. It's, he was a turnover machine. It was so crazy to see all the people that were like hating hard on JT Comfer, and it's like JT Comfer is now being asked to punch above his weight class. Yeah, I. He held his own tonight in for. Jesse, he was get he was here. competitive tonight. Landeskog was trash. I thought Comfer was legitimately good in the first period, even. I, I liked yeah. Comfer early. He faded a little bit For late. sure. But, again, he's being asked to play over his head. What are you really expecting from the guy? There isn't a good answer between JT Comfer and Tyson Jost manning that the center spot at the top line. Yeah. And for all those dudes that wanted to roll into my mentions 
after Jost missed the empty net at the end of the game. You guys are dorks and get a life. <laughs> like, like straight up. You guys have got to figure out somebody to, you, like this obsession with having to hate an athlete on your favorite team. It's, it's, it's for the birds. It really is. Tyson Jost is everything that you want out of a guy that pulls on the sweater for your favorite team. And the fact that he's struggling offensively and that, yeah, like, he's not an offensive dynamo. You just accept him for what he is. You guys are dorks. Like, in not the good way. Like, you guys are the, like the get the swirlies kind of dorks. The bad kind of dork. AJ, uh, AJ I'm reliving so, dude, some I'm, I'm over high school it. right now. Like, I'm really, I'm over it. That guy, that guy works his ass off and does absolutely everything he can day in and day out to make himself better. And he's a phenomenal human being. And I'm just, I'm, if I didn't know him the way that I had gotten to know him over the years, I wouldn't defend him the way that I do. But it sucks. It sucks to see people who, it, it just, it sucks to see people just drag the guy when he does absolutely everything right and he's just i'm like he's not he's not going to score 20 goals in a, in an NHL season people he, still yeah people he just doesn't have the game and like that's okay you know it it just it sucks it sucks to see that people want to bring that guy down because that is 100,000% a person that everybody in the world should be trying to lift up and celebrate. That is one of the better dudes in all of the sports world. And listening to everybody try and drag him, it's fucking pathetic. And I'm sorry for saying that because I know I'm not supposed to use that language, but it's pathetic and I'm over it. I'm going to start blocking people because it's, it's, it's loser shit. You want a guy to be better on your hockey team? I completely understand. <laughs> You want a guy to score more goals and be more productive? I completely get it. But trying to celebrate somebody struggling through things, it's loser shit. Being the host of this podcast is so easy when AJ comes in fired up. Let's... <laughs> 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 That's the people. I mean, people said it when AJ was like, sorry, I'm just saying everything I'm thinking. People in the comments were like, yes, AJ, this is what we love to see. <laughs> Let's move on to, I think, a more positive story throughout this game that people weren't dragging Ryan Graves. Stepped up quite a bit tonight, played extremely solid defensively. He's got to stop that. He's got to stop that cute little. He did it at the blue line. The yeah, blue line yeah. where he tries to walk yeah. around a guy. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, bro, you are not Kill McCarr. <laughs> where Kill McCarr creates magic from this, you create problems. <laughs> but other than that, this was way better he missed he blew an assignment in the first period they gave up that scoring chance but you know what that's that's why you pay goaltenders yep i thought he looked way better i mean that was funny because we were talking about that same moment yeah. it's like you're not gonna get the step on that guy up yep. there just just put that puck down low please it's whatever whatever he does he just has to make a decision there yeah. he can't skate his way out of the problem <laughs> and, and decide later but it, it this was Funnily enough, in a game where the Avs did not have Nathan McKinnon, the Avs won this game with their bottom six, defense, and goaltending. This is, it's funny because everybody talks about how the Avs can't play a certain way. They just did it. And they just, yeah. like without Nathan McKinnon, that's how they have to succeed. Nathan McKinnon opens up avenues for them to play that hard-hitting transition-heavy style. 
without him, they have to. It has to be a lot more deliberate, and that's exactly what tonight was. They played. They played the classic like playoff style, and they they're clearly not as comfortable in it, but it was fun. Yeah, like it was, it was solid stuff. They're gonna have to get used to it. This is how they're gonna have to win if they're gonna win without McKinnon. I, to an extent, I still think they need production out of the second line, which honestly, the second line was pretty good tonight. They just couldn't finish. And then you need more. I I do. Sod had some great, great plays out there. They, they fell into the category of a touch too cute at times for sure. I felt just overall very iffy. I, I felt pretty good about it. I think Kadri started the game a little bit sloppy, but he got better as the game went on. Um, Sod, I had no problems with. Burakovsky had kind of a weird night. Uh, a guy that you expect better shooting out of, I think. And he had a couple yeah. of plays in this game where, one, he had to gather the pass instead of one-timing it. Uh, that There was one opportunity yeah. in particular in the second <laughs> period where he got it and it was like, what are you doing? Are and you then sh- are you going to shoot and it? And then he shot it, and it was like, okay, well, yeah. he got there eventually, but boy, that would have been a lot more dangerous than yeah, it been a right, one timer. Right. Um, but like, if that's what they're going to give you every night, they created opportunities. Some will fall. I did not like the top line outside of uh, Comfort, Jost, whoever's. Like you said, punching I like Rantanen. I like Rantanen. Miko looked like a like, man on a, on an island, though. He looked like a guy that was like, "Where is my running game?" <laughs> Even Rantanen, and I think especially in the third period when they started throwing Jost up there, the chemistry between him and Landeskog wasn't good. I thought Rantanen looked like what Patrick Kane has looked like for the last five years, dragging dudes around yeah, the ice, where basically. he's just like, "Can I? Can a brother get some help up in here?" <laughs> Because I mean, he's like he he was hard hard in on the forecheck, he was hard on pucks. He goes down there, he wins a puck battle. He gets there, he strips a guy with a backhand, a sweet little move, and then Kaprizov comes down and they one on two. He has no help, and the puck goes the other way. And you could just you could just see like his soul slowly <laughs> leaving his body because it was just like. Can somebody please freaking help me? <laughs> like I really, I really liked Rantanen's game process wise tonight. I thought, I thought he played hard. I thought he was effective in areas he needs to be effective. Could have gotten a little more on that one timer where Talbot got across, but yep. even that was still a good, good scoring chance. He got enough on it where Talbot had to make a quality save. I think Miko's going to be just fine. And honestly, if he starts to produce. While Nate is gone, he really is going to put himself in the heart conversation. I don't give a damn what kind of scoring is going on in Edmonton. I mean, he had five shots on goal tonight. Yeah. And he was driving hard to the net. Yeah. Like, I really liked... I, I really liked Mika uh, tonight. I He just felt like... Two... He was on an island. Do you keep the second line together? I, I would right I, now. Yeah. I, I have no issues with what the lines were tonight yeah. other than... Shelton Tri still sucks and still shouldn't be in the NHL. It, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, to AJ's point, though, I think maybe what sums up Miko's night is the the shift in the third period where the Avs half change. He gets the puck into the offensive zone, stick handles right to the high slot, and like just handles the puck for a good like second and a half, two seconds, looking around, and no one's around. He's like, well, 
I guess I'll shoot it then. Yeah. He ends up firing it right into the dude's skate. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess it was that kind of night. Yeah. Um, maybe I still though in, in McKinnon's absence, you want to see Miko step up and produce by yeah. himself. Um, with Had, it came really close to a couple of different points tonight, and like, yeah, of course. I think if he, if he, in particular, just keeps playing the way that he is, the way that he did tonight, he's gonna be just fine. All right, I think the points will follow. So, but I've said that for four years about Tyson <laughs> Jones. So let's let's talk about the fourth line then. You, you've already mentioned. I look, Logan O'Connor kicks ass. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. He's awesome. (laughs) He scored the goal tonight. You mentioned the one good play he had, but takes the penalty, had a few questionable moments with the puck. I, I'm okay. I can live with whatever he does offensively because right now he's really good defensively. He's, he's reading the play really well and he is really active in his own zone. That guy is a he is a maniac in his own zone, and he gets the puck, and the first thing that happens is he his brain just the speedometer it's just, <laughs> and he is like the RPMs like that guy just redlines it down the ice. He is he kind of has the Nathan McKinnon golden retriever thing going on, where he's just like puck 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 puck, <laughs> and he just goes and gets it. I he keeps playing like this, and he's gonna steal he's gonna steal a job. Yep. He has to keep playing like this, though. There yeah. can't be a lot of games where it falls There's off. no dip, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. whatever he's going to do offensively is all good and well. Don't take penalties and keep playing like a maniac in your own zone, and he, is, he will be impossible to remove from the lineup. I'm not as high in on him as you are in this game. Oh, man. With I'm... that being said, of the players that the Avs have played on their fourth line this year, he's been the best. <laughs> yeah. Got a greasy goal tonight. And both the F's goals were were greasomatics, man. <laughs> that yeah, we talk about how well Talbot played, and he left the highway open <laughs> on that Nichushkin goal. Yep. What was that? I, he was flying though tonight. Nuke was moving. Yeah, he, seemed like he, he had was some everywhere. jump on the forecheck tonight. Oh, I thought Nichushkin was also awesome tonight, all over the place. Yeah, uh, the offense. He made such a sweet little backhanded pass into the middle uh, that I think it went to Jost, and I don't think it got. I don't think yeah, it got all the yeah. way there, but it was like, hell yeah! Like there you go. There's some creativity yeah. because they're not expecting that from you. They're expecting Stonehands McGee here to bank it up the wall and hope for something, and you know, go stand in front of the net. And a little creativity opens that up. They have to. They have to respect him in a different way if he's going to play like that. And I, this was this was the best of what Val Nichushkin brings for you. I really like this game. Yeah, we I do have to. Sorry, we cut you off, but we do have to take our second period break. With I showed up in the first period. Yeah, yeah, dude, I got here fast. Yeah, it took us a little while to get going, but. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer Sorry, of DNVR. Sorry, I thought we were waiting for AJ. <laughs> so I started working on graphics. Sorry. <laughs> Eight different types of beer on tap. Head on down to the DNVR bar to check all those out. Or you can always go to the farmhouse in Littleton. Uh, you can get any type of their beer, which hey, they have dozens of flavors down there. Curbside pickup. I don't remember the phone number. I'm not going to lie. Maybe Allie has a graphic for it. Maybe she doesn't. If she doesn't. Just go to the Breck Beer Locator online to find it at a local liquor store near you. 
All right. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Blaze, maybe you can explain this phenomenon. Last year, we saw McKinnon take a lot of shots from the point, and it worked. This year, we've now seen the trend. It's particularly in tonight's game. I saw Jost take a slap shot from the point. I saw Donskoy take a slap shot from the point. And I think I saw someone else do it as well. And did, they have not worked. Did at any all. of them make it to the net? I don't I don't think so. It it's not been pretty. It has not. I mean, you know, the other teams have watched film. They see it and they're reacting to it and there's a lot of traffic in front of that net. They're hoping that, you know, they'll get lucky, get a lucky bounce. Goalie won't see it and it'll drop in. It hasn't been working yeah, out lately though. I I don't think they have a single goal from a forward from out there yet this year, McKinnon or otherwise. So, um, that might be one can't, you want to look at adjusting. I'll put it that way. You can't, we can't ding them for being too cute and then ding them for keeping it real simple. I, I, I don't feel like it's that simple though, because they could just park their forwards. 10 feet closer and have them shoot from there. They're actively running I plays mean, to you, move we, forwards we, we outside. Say that, right? Like it's, oh, just get 10 feet closer and then shoot. And it's like, well, you know what's in those 10 feet is like four freaking defenders. <laughs> yeah, but I watch Kale McCarr get 10 feet closer all the time. I mean, so. that's, yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's a little different. Come that's, on that's, now. That's just Kale McCarr. <laughs> Were you going to step up on Kale? Yeah, that's just Kale McCarr stuff. That's not something that that's, Tyson Jones is going to do. That's when you're... It's when the jocks are on the ice. And, yeah. You know, yeah, memes maybe. are being made about you. I mean, straight nature. up, like, Brian Hartman got the ankles broken. <laughs> when it happened live, I just cackled. Because <laughs> he was coming right at us, and it was just like, nah. <laughs> that guy's embarrassed. What? Can I just say I love that the answer Nickname is coming to fruition around the league. Now. I couldn't yeah. believe it. It was like John Butchercross is like, oh, he's Alan Iverson, and I'm like, where the hell have you been? <laughs> been saying this on the podcast for a year. Yeah, I've been like, I've been referring to him as Alan Iverson for a solid two years now. <laughs> like, y'all, y'all are welcome to my world. Who's got a Who's got a worse crossover? Cam McCarr or Alan Iverson? Chat. Ooh. It's still Iverson, but <laughs> not by much. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got a better mohawk? Oof. <laughs> Iverson never rocked the mohawk, did no, he? No, it was no, always no, cornrows, no. right? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, Kale McCarr doesn't even have a mohawk, and his mohawks are uh, his, his foot mohawks are, are the good ones. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, let's we've we've talked about McCarr enough. Let's let's move into the rest of the defense in this game. Sam Gerrard, really weird night. Yeah. Like, the puck was always on his stick. Yeah. Just constant. And he's always moving it out of the zone. Always getting it up ice. But the quality that was created while he was out there is kind of iffy. It was a weird... It felt like he was going a million miles an hour, but he wasn't generating that much. Yeah. Like, the... I forget which period it was in, but he starts the breakout, gets up to the neutral zone. Doesn't like what he sees, fully circles back, goes again, and ends up a turnover before the Az really even get anything going in the offensive zone. Yeah. Yeah, I was high in the offensive zone yeah. in that turnover. Those are those are the ones that frustrate me the most. Those because it's it's like a high wire act where when it works, you're like, Hell yeah. 
And then when it doesn't, you're just like, dude, odd man what rush the other way. <laughs> what a terrible decision. <laughs> that is awful. And I just, you kind of just live and die with it. But with G, I just think that there's, there's a certain level that he needs to continue to, to get to. We saw it earlier this year. But it's just, it's not enough for him to just attack with his legs. He's, he's got to create a little more than that. But a God, I'm just constantly on a stick. Yeah. It, it just, the puck just follows him around. I think that's, I would rather the puck be on that guy's stick than Jonas Brodeen's. <laughs> P.S. That guy live, that guy is a hell of a defender. He makes life so miserable. Just totally. Mm-hmm. Just a different animal live. Like is Ryan Suter, right? It's it's a little bit of everything. He's got a great stick, and he will just remove guys from pucks. And he's he's so good at sealing guys off in the corner and just removing that element entirely. Where it's like, okay, I mean, defense is a te- it's it's a team concept, right? And he erases his guys. He's <laughs> really good. I. I think I saw that for the first time tonight out of Bowen Byram as well. He Who, smoked somebody yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah that's did. what I'm saying. And, and he hadn't like, been very good. A proper textbook, he's actually in correct defensive position <laughs> and just <laughs> takes a guy to the wall. Like You're going to see more and more of that yeah. as they work with him on his positioning. He is yeah. awesome to watch. Well, he's so coachable, too, Like the, how quickly he adapts to his situations. It's so weird that the Avs got guys with the high ceilings that they did and the similar styles, but also very coachable, very willing to learn and to improve aspects of their game. Because you don't always see that. There are some guys around the league where you're like, they're they're five years in and they're having the same problems. Yeah. And you're just like, look, you're, you're a quality player as is, but you haven't shored up any of these weaknesses. Bowen Byram's like nine games in and... You can already see him start like he's like working down the checklist of things he needs to get better at. Well, when you His watch him, it's scary. Yeah, when you watch him in the World Juniors, you got to remember he's playing against other nineteen-year-olds. So you're like, how is this game going to translate yeah, into the well, NHL game? It's his peer group, and when he chews them up, you're like, okay, he's clearly surpassed these guys, yeah. which you already knew because he has devoured the WHL for two years. Like yeah. you were like pretty comfortable with the idea that every time I look at that light. I just see spots. And I don't. I don't mean to do it. I just. I do it while I'm looking between the things, and you know just... the cameras in that ish direction. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um. But no, his he's ripped up his peer group, and it, it was obvious he he was ready for that challenge, and he's responding to it really, really well. Yeah. His his growth already is impressive, and I just wonder, forty games in, where this guy's gonna be because it could be. He could be exceptional. <laughs> what do you guys think about a McDonald? I I like the aggression. Yeah. Uh, a lot of reads, a lot of good reads. Yeah, he's a better skater than Graves, so he gets he's able to get himself into some better positions. But that is a high wire act. That is a that is a dude. It's, that's a great way to put it. He puts himself into some dangerous spots <laughs> yeah. where. If he rolls the dice and it doesn't go his way, he is in trouble. It, look, 100%. if you have scouted Jacob McDonald, you should know that's what you're getting when you yeah. drop him into the lineup. And 100%, a player in a situation like that, he knows he's not long for this lineup. He needs to go for it. Yeah. yeah. Just go out there and play hard and play your game. And that's exactly what he did. 
So he definitely feels feels I'm, comfortable in the offensive zone, but obviously, you know, when you play forward and defense, yeah. I think this is the advantage of having a guy his age that hasn't played in the NHL a lot because there's no like like a guy like Greg Pattern is trying to stay in the lineup. Sure. And right. a guy like McDonald is like I would love to stay in the lineup, but I know the math here. I see what's up. Yo, it doesn't is... matter how well I play or don't play. <laughs> I'm gone in a few games or a week or whatever, no matter what. So I'm going to YOLO mode this and I'm going to make the I'm going to do everything that I can to make this as good a time as I can. This and is... I I think it helps. This is a three go case to either impress a dumpster diver team enough to give you some games yeah. or ride out the rest of your career as a high level AHL vet with NHL experience. Something's going down on Colfax right now. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm no complaints. And I already, I, I haven't obviously published it, but I already did some of my takeaways so I could not be up until two o'clock in the morning. Yep. Um, this was Connor Timmons best game. Way, way, way more assertive with the puck. Way more confident. Still not perfect, but yeah. a whole lot more of the guy that we saw for the Eagles last year where they're, you're going to have some moments, especially defensively. There are going to be some moments where he's, he gets beat wide and his recovery is always going to be in question. But I really liked his aggression with the puck. Very confident in making the decision and not just... I'm just going to slap it to the corner and <laughs> let you guys go get it. And very like, yeah, in the offensive yeah. zone, I think it was, you could definitely feel it start to come for him a little bit. He but. made, he made a cross the blue line pass to Sam Gerard. He snapped yeah. it over there, yeah. like got the puck and did it immediately. And I Blaise, was like, there we Blaise go. Blaze had about a heart attack. I might have, yeah, it was, that was a little scary. I, I was like, okay, that's the Connor Timmons. Like he <laughs> knew what he wanted to do with it and he did it and he accomplished it. And it was fine. It was not that like, if he, if he like saucers it over there, just nice and sweet and throws it up there like it's 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 like tony romo pick waiting to happen, <laughs> yeah, right? like breakaways yeah like that is that, that is it's totally but he snapped that thing over there and it's like there okay these are the pieces of connor timmons game that we haven't seen a lot of and it's always it, this is this is how this is how a young guy this is a traditional rookie path right here <laughs> didn't look very good very very iffy now you start to put some pieces together and build off of that and then Four or five games from now, you see a really good Connor Timmons effort. It's building towards a game where he puts it all together, and it's like, now I get the hype. And the reality is this is probably the lineup that you're looking at for the Avs for the next five to ten games. I would say through the St. Louis series, for sure. Yeah. And then reevaluate after that. And, and you know. with the caveat of do they think about sitting a Sheldon Dries? Do they think about sitting a Kiefer Sherwood? Maybe, but they should definitely sit Sheldon Dries. <laughs> like I, I hate to, I really hope like none of his family is watching or anything. And they like, cause I'm not picking on him. Um, it's just my job to tell you how I feel about this stuff. And there he's not an, he's not an NHL player. He's had f almost 50 NHL games to prove that he's an NHL player now. And it hasn't come together. It just um, hasn't. He drew a, he drew a penalty late, kind of a softy on Brodeen, but you'll feel like you'll take it. Yeah. You but are correct. Spencer. Um, 
You have to put chain powers on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to. Like, it, I what, thought we were gonna see. Him. What is I he, thought we were gonna see him tonight. What is he doing on the taxi squad if you're not gonna use him? I mean, it legitimately at this point, like, okay, like Sherwood and LOC have played quality games, and you can get it with the whole count thing. It sucks. It's nonsense that it's like five minutes and you're buried, but. It would, there's no reason not to with Bowers. There's just no good reason not to. You know, you know, Sheldon Dry sucks. All all things equal, Martin Kaut takes a penalty on his first shift, gets one game, and is dumped. It was five minutes in a cloud of dust. What did Sheldon Dry's do on his first shift in this hockey game? He took a penalty. penalty. Takes a penalty. Now he drew a penalty to offset it later, and I could. I'm just saying right now that's going to be a thing. Like, and I don't. I am. He he took the puck hard <laughs> to the net on a on I am an opportunity. Fully prepared for another eight to ten games of Sheldon dries, but yeah, me too. It. I don't have to like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, they should honestly be. They should honestly be looking around in the trade market. Philip Deneau. That's not. <laughs> I know. <God>. I know. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. That's the. That's the dream. Like. That's the yes. dream, and it's not gonna come. It's not gonna happen. Okay. They especially can't do that with Chris McFarland interviewing in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> they they can't be messing. Like, the front office might be going undergoing a major change here in the next two weeks. They need to. They need to not chill for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move into our final thoughts on this hockey game. At the end of the day, the Avs got a team win without Nathan McKinnon in the lineup. They are now two one and one, two two zero oh, and one in this series against Minnesota. Got to be pretty okay with whatever happens in Game Four of this series. Yeah, I mean, getting five of five of the the possible six points right now, two left up for grabs. It's a big difference. Um, they've got they they've picked up two points. If they win in regulation, you got you got a one point advantage on them over four games. You'll take it, of course. You're not going to yep. get greedy. You're not gonna, but <laughs> it will feel like a missed opportunity. Walking into this one, 2-0-1, two, two walking into the last game, getting getting two more points, you really have a chance to, okay, we're worried about St. Louis now. Because St. Louis has won four in a row, and they look like, they, they look like they've shaken off some of the dust and yeah. that they... They're they good. Look, they look good. They're good. They're going to be a problem again, as always. I was hoping Jordan Bennington would fall apart and we wouldn't have to worry <laughs> about it, but Give we're not time. in that room. Give it time. From my stance, like, the Avs looked great tonight. I mean, you know, it wasn't the prettiest of games. Uh, you don't have McKinnon in the lineup. It's a close game, and they pulled it out. There was some iffy spots in there, but you know, as long as you come away with the win there, that's huge for the Avs. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna believe in themselves going into this last game too. Every every win without Nathan McKinnon is a problem for yeah. everyone else. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes you go into the doctor's office and you're like, Doc, I'm feeling shaky. You know, I'm not so good. I need you to check some things out. But he comes back and he's got that W on that clipboard. Mm-hmm. And that's all that matters. Yep, and he writes that script, and all it is is a W. And he rips it off, and he hands it to you. <laughs> this one was signed by Grubauer. Uh, yep. Yes. Dr. Grubes in that. And, and, you know, when Dr. Dub's got you, Dr. Dub's got you. I have a final thought. Hit it. 
I'm very angry with Zach O'Donnell. Acting like multiple people. It was never Jesse in the chat. It was always him. He had switched his name. Dude, how many burners did he make? He was Sheila. <laughs> he was all of it. I was actually right. Yeah. I even texted Jesse and he was like, no, that's not me. Zach O'Donnell, I will. You started the happy birthday stuff too. I will never trust your comments in here again. <laughs> Zach, Zach O'Donnell about to be in the super chat only territory. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're walking a thin line right now, Zach. I, <laughs> I am over it. <laughs> All right. Officially put on notice by the producer. That's when you know you're in trouble. Uh, on that note, we are going to get out of here with Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. Head on over to StravaCraftCoffee.com. You can get 20% off your purchase when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. Jump on it. Get in on it. The subscription thing will get you 20% off every single time you buy for two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. That's all I got. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. Hopefully watching because, you know, these post games are kind of live after the game and stuff. And our jokes will make more sense sometimes if you're watching live. So go to the YouTube. Be sure to like <laughs> and subscribe the video. It really helps us out a ton when you guys do that. We're also pushing for 10K followers over on Woo! Twitter. Less than 250 to go now, I think, on the Avs nice. account. So, yeah, should be a fun time. So lots of fun stuff coming up. We will be live again post game on Thursday after the game with Minnesota. I don't know if I'm trying to think of any other stuff interesting that we have coming up that is abnormal, but I can't think of any. So just tune in tomorrow at 1 p.m. and we'll tell you then. Until next time, catch you guys later. <laughs>